Jessica Marshall, the goddess from the goddess temple, San Marcos, Guatemala, here with us on the podcast. How's it going? Great, thank you. Thanks for having me here. Totally. Magical. Um, what are you discussing today? What's the main topics that have come through? Uh, Jessica is actually the brainchild for this event. <laughs> I can't take full credit, but I didn't name it. Yeah, impact. Um, impact, yeah. impact. Impact, impact. Impact. Ian, how does it go? Impact, impact, ohm, impact, <laughs> impact, ohm, impact, impact, ohm, impact. <laughs> you guys talking about your vision wanting to create something that was going to give back to the community and resourcing from the people here you know with the heart of sharing a podcast like the mm -hmm. first thing I thought of was well why don't we get some of the the top issues in the community and shed light on them and shed light on the projects because I've lived here for almost five months now mm -hmm. and I still don't know <laughs> how to help Sure. You know, and, and I want to. I, I've helped in my own way. So, you know, I've heard about Water for Life, right? You know, the Goddess Temple is a, a project that helps, um, you know, people to move through their own their own bodies and connect to the heart. But, you know, there's so many problems here at the lake. There's the water issue. There's the dogs. There's the, um, you know, the housing. There's yeah. there's poverty. There's yeah. alcoholism. There's drug abuse. There's violence. violence there's, there's abuse, child abuse. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. It's like all the darkness that exists exists here, mm -hmm. you know, like anywhere in the world. Yeah. But because Guatemala is, you know, in the state that it is with the government, you know, not being able to support the same way that, say, the United States or Canada mm -hmm. supports, there's a big need for people who are coming from those places to bring their gifts and to bring the abundance and the prosperity and the success that we currently get to have the privilege of embodying to the lake. And it's not that we need to be their saviors, yeah. but we have the the responsibility, because with privilege comes responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. To show up and to make a positive impact. 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 <laughs> impact. Wait, what is it? Impact. 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 Oh, impact. <laughs> impact. Oh, Nobody impact. doesn't like him. Impact. No. Like him. impact. He's got the impact. dog right now. Yeah, oh. impact. impact. Um. Oh, impact. Impact. <laughs> It's important impact. to bring the fun oh, and the, the light and the playfulness impact. to home. even impact. important conversations. Impact. Like Absolutely. E.T. You know, phone home. Home. <laughs> so, I mean, that's interesting because one of the things that I realized in my journey of just, like, living and growing is that when you operate from a place of pleasure, then everything is magnetized to you. Mm. This, is, yeah. this is the power of magnetism. So when we, like Ian, you know, he brings the fun. Mm. He brings the, the, the laughter, the ridiculousness. Mm. He's the permission slip for us to just... Mm be our shiniest selves. Totally. And from that place of radiance, everything that we want can come to us. We can attract it. And we can impact other people to mm. also step into that joy. So it's not to say that you know hardship doesn't exist or that we aren't going to go through hard times, but how we choose to approach that and the attitude that we bring and when we choose to live in alignment with our purpose mm. and to give back and, and to step into our power, then we get to live from a place of pleasure more and more. Mm. And pleasure can be laughter. Pleasure can be the feeling of this like soft dress mm. on my skin, or it can be dancing at Eagle's Nest with the most beautiful view you've ever seen in your life, or it can be the simple pleasure of, of like talking to somebody and feeling a connection, or living your truth, like you know helping somebody, taking water up 
and observing the trees, like these moments, this experience is a, is a state of being. Um, and so I think part of what we're doing here today is, yeah, we're getting speakers. You know, we just heard from, I heard Dakota speak about. Oh, Dakota D already went? That's amazing. Yeah, he switched around. Oh, yeah. cool. It was very cool. He shed a lot of light on DAOs, which is decentralized autonomous organizations, um, which is kind of like on the far side of decentralization. Super interesting. Well, same wavelength as Will. Yeah, he and Will work together. Oh, yeah, because Will's telegram was DAO, so you just said that, and that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so connecting there. And that's something that I've heard. You know, they have a ministry, which which means that their organization is decentralized, but it also, um, it's like a church, so that's how they've really worked their magic in the world. But they're talking specifically about SEEDS, and SEEDS Mm -hmm. is a decentralized autonomous organization, and I'm sure when Dakota comes on, he'll give you more insight into it. Awesome. Awesome. But um, it'll be, yeah, it's super cool. And it's just amazing to see all of the different ways that we can use our strengths operating in our space of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, what actually do you like to do? Don't do something you don't want to do. But, you know, if you want to be, like, if you love this, this is your gift. Yeah. So do so this. Good. Yeah, right? And you're amazing. You're so great. Like, do your gift and yeah. do it in a way that helps to support positive change and impact. And do it in a sense of community. So we're all supporting each other to yeah. grow. Yeah. That's amazing. Greg talked about the Aikigai, mm. that Japanese Ikigai. Philo- Ikigai, mm-hmm. the Japanese philosophy, and I'm going to let the goddess explain it. Oh, that's sweet. You don't want to try it? You don't want to try it? <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Ikigai. Ikigai is um, three different categories. So there's actually, yeah, I, you might have to help me because I don't I think it's four. Exactly. Yeah. Really? It's four? It's four? Is it three or four, Ian? Pretty I sure. don't know, but you can pretty just Google it. It's pretty sure it's three. That's a great idea. <laughs> Yo, bing it. You have my phone, dude. But I think it's um, what you like to do, mm-hmm. what you're good yeah, at, what, what the, the world, world needs. needs. And then how, what you can make money. And then make money, yes. And, and how so you can they, make money. they intersect in mm-hmm. this. It's a Venn diagram, yeah. So the overlap. The overlap is like your life's purpose. Yeah. Yeah, so getting to the core root of that. Yeah. You know what? And I've done this before and I've not done, I haven't gotten to the core root of it. No? No. No, but it's, um, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that we can go about achieving insight. One of them is through more of the masculine perspective, which is like structure, 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 mm-hmm. like exercise it. Yeah, we like are doing dig it. Dig in, you know? Sure, and that's great. I love dirty. that. Yeah, I like, I've lived that a lot. You know, yeah. that's amazing. But then there's another way, which is um, presence and intuition. And that's more mm. of the feminine way. So stepping one by one, noticing, listening, stepping again. Mm. Personally, I spent my whole life doing it the structured way until I got to Guatemala. Opened up literally the goddess temple. And I did not do that from a structured perspective at all. It was actually really inspiring. I just listened to Greg talk about how he started Eagle's Nest down there. And he was talking about how he was planning on this being his home. So he built two foundations, which is now where where the main like chill area is in the kitchen that was going to be his house and then he never got around to it and he was about to turn 40 he's 39 and he was like man i need to have something that's my passion i've i've lived all my passions i need something yeah so he decided he was going to do acro yoga he decided when he turned almost 40 he's like i i love acro yoga i'm gonna do it forever and then he got back to the lake and he's like man what would i have to do to get all of the best acro yogis in the world to come play here and then he built Platform. Make the dopest the platform with the sickest scenic yeah. landscape of yeah. all time. Yeah, and so he didn't start out mm. being like Eagle's Nest. You know, we're gonna do these events. We're gonna have this structure. We're gonna do it residencies. We're gonna do people. Like he was like, okay, we're gonna do tasty what's toast. my pleasure? <laughs> right, like what's my pleasure? Mm. I want to live in Guatemala. Okay, 
What's my pleasure? I love acro yoga. I want to create that. What's my pleasure? I want to invite people in. I want mm -hmm. to create spaces for people to live. I want to. Community. And every step of the way, he's listening to his pleasure and, he's, and what the world needs and what he's receiving energetically from the world. And he takes action. And he says, yes. And the magic of the lake is that it makes it so easy for you to do that. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand the energy. It's so welcoming. It's the, I mean, it's Collaborative. The, it's the womb, right? It's the mirror. It's the dark mirror for the lake. The lake's um, one of the deepest places in the world. It goes all the way. Some of the tubes are, it's an old supervolcano. I don't know if you knew this. Lake Atilana is an old supervolcano. The, all the volcanoes around are a part of it. So you can imagine this lake being massive volcano. And um, the, there's volcanic tubes still that go all the way into the earth. And this is a caldera, so the water actually stays here. There's no outlets. It's like Crater Lake in Oregon, where I'm from Oregon. Okay. Yeah. And all the water stays here. It doesn't go anywhere. So it's like literally there's, there's water, earth, there's inner earth energy coming up mm. into this lake mm. from these tubes that they, mm. they don't even know how deep they go. So mm. that. So there's this energy of like... Sounds very nurturing. Yeah, well, it is nurturing. And also there's this energy of like what's deep inside of us. What is that secret thing? The secret longing, the secret desires that you have. And the lake has a magical way of bringing you up to the surface like a mirror and giving you an opportunity to observe that. Whether that's transmuting something that you need to, or it's an opportunity that you've always wanted that you never thought that you could have. But somehow, you speak it, and now the next person who you meet has the little seed that you just have to say yes. And that's how the goddess temple started for me. I was just looking for a house. I was here with my partner. We broke up within days of arriving, and then I had to find a new place to live. So I was searching, looking for people to stay in, and this, this house I had the last month of this person's lease, I didn't think that it was going to continue. And I had an opportunity, you know, through some conversations with my landlord, I realized that there was a chance for me to, to take this house on long term. And she only wanted to have a year lease. And so I thought about it, and I listened, and I said, I was planning to travel. I was planning to travel for like the next three years and not go anywhere and not root. But something told me, like when I was in my home, I have so much joy there. I have so much happiness. And everybody that comes in, like I was able to be fully me. They they, they felt the joy. Yeah, and we I, do. We I, feel the joy. Yeah, and I knew that if I let the house go, it would be a disservice to my community. And I needed to step into that room. Mm. And I wanted to. Like, that was and my, that right. was what my, thought. yes, right. was. You know, I was listening in. My body was like, oh, I, can't, I, I want this house. I want to mm. stay here. So I said yes. And I didn't start out with the goddess temple. I mean, I did call it that. But it, it the whole thing, like, all the events and everything that unfolded, we do now. And unfolded. And we're actually going to, I'm going to actually create a nonprofit now for mm. the house. So this evolutions are happening. DAO, That's actually. Awesome. Something similar to that. Or uh, maybe the ministry. Yeah. So it's really exciting. And all these pieces are just coming about. And, I didn't start out just like Greg, you know, it's my home, it's my house, mm. and here we are, like, the process is growing. I don't know where it's going. I have no idea. And that's amazing. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the Just had an event, event this yeah. weekend. Yeah. And that's, that's the magic, I think. Um, magic of the lake, the magic of how to create what we, our dreams are and how to do it successfully. Because when you really listen, I mean, the ikigai can point either way, mm -hmm. but what you really know is when you hear, you listen, and you observe what is coming back and what you put in. If the energy is flowing, then that's right. If it's not flowing, it's not right. Mm -hmm. Something's stagnant, something's blocked. Yeah, and you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. yeah and it's, it's inside you. Because mm -hmm. there's no other clearing that needs to happen than you going internal. Well, yeah, and listening. 
right? When you listen, you just need to listen. Yeah. Sometimes you go internal and do that, but, yeah. but your awareness isn't not That's out here. It's like you listen, yeah. but then you're also like, wait, what's also happening right here? Yeah. How does that feel? Feels, feels good right now, yeah. <laughs> feels good right now. Happy to be here, Party Impact. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. This is awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for hosting. Thanks totally. for holding this beautiful space and container for us. Um, this mastermind right here. Seriously, this is uh, one of the backbones of this secret backbones, like, you know, behind, but doing all the work. Mm. And in front. Look at you in the camera. It's great. <laughs> yeah, you seen this necklace? Yeah, Are you kidding me? Great. I love it. <laughs> it's epic. Can you, have you talked on the podcast? Have you shared? I'm curious. I can interview you. Yeah, I did 45 minutes at the beginning by myself while cool. I was waiting for people to come in. But uh, if you want to ask a question, I'd love to answer a question for I'd, you. I'd love that. Yeah. You get, cool. you get one question. Think very, one wa- que- think very oh, wisely myself. about Only this. Only one? You're such a superstar, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, totally. Thanks for coming on here and making mm. a big contribution. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Making our job super easy, effortless. Eve's literally sleeping right now because Jessica's in here taking over the show. <laughs> Well, we have a lot of topics we can cover. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here to talk. To start, talk. start when you're, start when you're ready. Um, I'm actually curious. I'd like to talk with you about polarity if you're interested. You know, you do men's work. Polarity. And, well, yeah. I mean, it's a hot topic right now mm-hmm. in the conscious community. But I'm curious, <laughs> coming from coming from a men's work perspective. Yes. Coming from holding containers for the masculine to grow and elevate, um, for mental health. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, what what impact that has made on your life um, in relating to the feminine? Polarity. Well, or the work put with that, the, work with the word, masculine and relating to the Put that word out of the buzzword right sim- now. symbol. Yeah, whatever. But, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> but. That's why we bring the experts. It's the details. That's why we bring the experts. It's the details. That's why we bring the experts. Can you ask that again? Yeah, okay. So your men's work, how has yeah. that impacted your relating to the feminine? That's a great question. But there's a lot to learn from the feminine when it comes to men's mental health. And um, some of it is positive and some of it um, I, I look at and I don't feel like it's congruent with how I want to approach mm. my mental health. Like as an example, one of the big pieces we talk about in the Circle Up book is that men wear masks. Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically a tool for protection. You can imagine like a warrior going onto the battlefield and he wants to protect himself from arrows, he mm-hmm. wants to protect himself from swords, he wants to protect himself. So he's going there and I was saying to you the, the Juice World lyrics, the Wishing Well lyrics, yeah. uh, this is the power I tell you I'm fine but I'm lying. I just don't want you to worry. Mm-hmm. This is the part where I take my feelings and hide them because I don't want nobody to hurt me. So we put on these masks that everything's cool, we're supposed to be strong, we want to be able to take care of our shit, we want to be able to take care of our families. Um, and so what we tend to do is struggle alone. Mm-hmm. And what we tend to do is put on a front that everything's okay so that nobody asks us questions about it, nobody's worried about it. Right. Um, and what I see the difference between the masculine and the feminine is not that it's not challenging and difficult for women to own their feelings and their emotions and their situation, but I find that the, the, the dynamic in the feminine is that it's, it tends to be more flowing and open. And so when, when I see women come together, having a conversation about what's bugging you yeah. seems to come more naturally. Yeah. And so there's so much to learn about can I create a space for myself and for other men who are struggling or want some confidential safe container mm. 
so that I can actually take my mask off for once mm. and not feel like I need to protect myself and not feel like I need to protect anyone else. I can literally just honor the truth. And so I, I admire um, what I see in you and the space you created the goddess temple mm. and the feminine for being an example for men that we can actually honor our feelings. We can honor our situation. Um, for us, it's just a matter of like, you know, being very thoughtful about creating that environment mm. to do that. Mm. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So how Did does I that? Your um, sort of. It's interesting. I. Uh, it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious though. So. so <laughs> One for Jonathan. So. <laughs> so um, how does that? How does that impact? How does that space holding or that those containers? How do how have you noticed that community, that support, impacting relationships in your life or in the men's lives that you serve and hold mm-hmm. space for? Yeah, I think the easiest way to describe it is um, that men bullshit themselves all the time, and people bullshit themselves mm. all the time. One of the easiest ways to notice it is with addiction, and addiction looks different for everybody and people's definitions will likely be different. But the way that I look at it is something that's in control of me versus me controlling it. So the voice of addiction is saying to Jonathan, one more hit. Mm. So whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm. The point is to put their foot in the door so you do it one more time. Yeah, and then just that, one more though. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just one more. That's it, right? So just one more mm-hmm. and then you go on and that's the bullshitting yourself. That's the rationalization, yeah. that's the consideration. And when I say it's in control, I just mean when I say to myself, I'm not gonna smoke any weed today. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing that happens, 10 minutes into my day is Ian's like, yo bro, I wrote this a spliff, let's get after it. And I'm just like, okay, cool. And I and I smoke it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that it's bad, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like outside of right and wrong, as Rumi said, somewhere between right and wrong, there's a garden or a, a, an Ian with a bed and a dog and I'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. Um, rough, rough. <laughs> rough, rough. <laughs> <laughs> They're being super cute. There's a puppy yeah, laying underneath so, his head so right pretty. now. It's so I, yeah, so, that, yeah. so it just like, like, what did I say that I was going to do? And I said I wasn't going to, and I did. So in a way, it controlled me versus me controlling it. And so mm-hmm. this space, uh, because we bullshit ourselves, the biggest impact that it has the potential to make is when I make decisions about who I want to be and how I want to live my life and how I want to improve myself, it needs to come from a foundation of truth and honesty. Mm-hmm. Because Ian said, like as an example, we come to our men's team, and we say the purpose is that it's a confidential space, so you can yeah. tell us anything. Yeah. But men still come with their masks. Yeah, of course. Because I'm trying to look good. I don't want to be judged for for all yeah, these you, reasons. You have to be a leader. You have yeah. to be good enough to hold yeah. the space. Yeah. I want to be perceived a certain way. Right. So even then, even the space that was designed intentionally for being confidential, I still show up with my mask sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the taking off the mask and being honest is like, if you want to bake a pie, and you come to the men's circle and you're like, these are all the ingredients that I have in my house to bake this pie with, but you're lying about the ingredients you have, then the men on your men's team are gonna listen to you, honoring that you're telling the truth and respecting that you're telling the truth, and then you're gonna give them all these faulty ingredients that you don't even have in your pantry, and then when you go back in your life to try to do something about it, it's based off of ingredients you don't even have. It never got to the root of the challenge. 
Mm. I never got to the crux of the issue. Yeah. I never got to the the doubt that you're experiencing or the fear that you're experiencing or the, the addiction that's gripping you right now. Mm. And so these spaces, the biggest impact that I've seen is when men can take their mask off and honor the truth, then they can make real tangible progress in their lives mm. from a foundation of meeting themselves where they're at before they take themselves where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, there's like a disconnect. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm sa- where I say I'm at. So I'm starting from here, and then you just like you never make the the upward climb. Yeah. So when you notice that you show up with a mask, what do you do? That's a good question. Yeah. And how do you notice? Well, it's di- it's different now than it was only a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. San Marcos has been really useful for learning. Um, yeah, it's a good it's a good place for that. Super great for um, paying attention. Yeah. So what I've noticed here is a conversation that came up a couple years ago in the mental health space for me was um, holding space. Mm-hmm. So I really like that analogy of holding space. The other thing that I've heard since I've been in San Marcos many times is people saying drop in. Mm-hmm. So before I explain how I'm using that to help me, can you explain what you mean when you say drop in? Because it's something yeah. that you've, ex- you've said to me before. I'm yeah. giving someone a hug. They're like, thanks for dropping in with me. Yeah. And so can yeah. you share that before I talk about yeah. how I've changed the way that I yeah. take my mask off? Yeah, I love that. Um, dropping in, that's such a cool phrase. You're totally right. So the way I perceive dropping in is, is really just about presence so distracting in this world, especially in a place like this. There's like a thousand things. And I'm easily distracted. I'm like, shiny, shiny. Yeah. You know, but when I drop in or when somebody drops in with me, it's like, okay. You know, we're like here. Or we're here. And all of my presence. I, I take all that distractions and I drop into the moment. Fully. Like into a well. There's nothing but you and me in this moment. This moment can last for 30 seconds. This moment can last for 30 minutes. Six hours. Six hours. But I'm Fully here yeah. with you right now, dropped in. So that's that's how I perceive that. Got it. Yeah, it's it's like we all, we're all living in in our own world and have thoughts and and when you drop in with someone and you make that eye contact and you feel seen and you can slow down and be in the present moment. Bob Marley said, "As soon as you stop rushing, you won the race. As soon as you stop racing, you won the race." It's like when I drop in with you, there's no more racing because I've arrived mm-hmm. and I'm here. Exactly. And yeah. so. Uh, the, the noticing of the, the mask is a lot easier when I'm present. Mm. Right, of course. Right. Um, like even just noticing like tension as an example. Mm. That's something that I've been working on in the last couple of days. It's like the more I drop in with myself or with somebody else, like the hugs in San Marcos will change your life. They will. I they literally, changed my life. I literally came to San Marcos and everyone was hugging each other and loving and hugs connecting. And level, and, only level hugging. And, uh, okay. and I was fist bumping people when I came <laughs> I was fist bumping people when wow. I came to San Marcos for so many reasons, and you know part of that. Like I'm, I'm tense yeah. and I'm, I'm protecting myself, and I wasn't, you know, I'm coming from like a COVID environment, like not used to people right. being so comfortable. How does she know? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Six-hour chats at the Goddess Temple. Goddess Temple change your life, baby. San Marcos, Guatemala. Yep. Come Keepers up, of the Temple on Instagram. Keepers, Keepers of the Temple. Keepers of period. the Temple. Keepers period of period. The You're at like period 90 temple. followers. You're gonna I'm, be at like 90,000. No, no, I'm at 200 and. Some, Remember when like I posted 20. that first video? Yeah. I was at 80. Brilliant. That was like two weeks ago. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, you're on the move. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the thing we don't just. I don't want to sidetrack this, but this is the thing about energy. You put it out there, and then you're like, wow, this is. 
people want this, so I guess this is good. This is another sign. So you drop in, you drop in, you drop into presence, yeah. and yeah. you come into awareness. So what is that? Can you explain more of experience? Like, do you have a thought process that comes up, or is there a, like a trigger for you, or you're like, wow, that wasn't true. I said something untrue, you know, or something like that, where you notice there's a mask, or the feeling in your body. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I would say like the the point is to get out of your head and into into the present. Mm -hmm. Right, so we do that a couple ways on our men's team. Like as an example, we share. So we have something called mudroom. Mm. So you can imagine like the analogy of a house where you would take yeah. your shoes off before going into the house. You take your coats off. You take all the dirty shit so you don't bring it into the house. So at the beginning of our meetings, we will do mudroom mm -hmm. so that men can get out whatever's on their on their chest or whatever they're mm. pissed off from the day. Mm. And so when I related to taking my mask off and being present, how can I do that? This dropping in concept, this concept of like hugs in San Marcos, changing your life, is like, well, it's not just a hug for the sake of hugging. It's like a um, actually being with someone and connecting with someone. Mm -hmm. And then whether it's one breath or 10 breaths, right. that is actually me coming back to my heart. That's mm -hmm. me taking my mask off. Because if I'm going from one hug to the next, or I'm just moving on to the next thing, then I'm wearing a mask because I'm just, I'm like literally just rushing. Yeah. yeah. In the present moment, there there isn't any, there's no mask. Mm, that's cool. It disappears. Yeah. So another project that I have mm. that we've only talked briefly about is it's called Chrysalis, and it's a, an online community. Um, we also run online festivals, and we have world speakers come on, so we do this kind of thing. Can you say it again? Chrysalis. Chrysalis. It's the chrysalis. yeah chrysalis. So a little backstory. Chrysalis is the it's the cocoon for a butterfly. So cocoons mm. actually moths make cocoons. Butterflies make chrysalises, mm. and it's where the metamorphosis transformation process happens, Amazing. where you turn into goo completely, and then you become a butterfly it's like going back and emerge. Cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we have a festival called Emergence Festival. It's mm. really epic. We've had lots of incredible speakers come on there. Adam Rowe has spoken. Oh wow. Um, yeah, he spoke at our last. Where's festival. my scarf? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Love uh, Yeah, he's fucking epic. So he, good. He performed at Speaker Slam Grand Slam in 2019. Yeah, um, he did an amazing. In Toronto, he was a, oh, in incredible. Toronto. Yeah, it was incredible. And yeah, I was helping the judges by serving them like sushi and coffee and stuff, and just getting to know them. And he was one of the judges, and then he spoke. Yeah, he did an incredible job. Yeah, freestyle poetry. Yeah, so good. He's got an epic flow for sure. You guys would be flow buddies. Yeah, cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him on Impact Impact Three or Impact Five, cool. whichever one he wants. Cool. Yeah, get him up in the creek community. Um, and he's just one name. I, I like yeah. to name drop him because he's one of the more well-known, I think, in the sphere. But there's, I mean, countless amazing people that have been on, like, amazing, amazing, top-tier, amazing people. Honored to be in their presence, truly. And, yeah, they've shared a lot of insights. But one of the things my co-founder, Chelsea Zerna, and I, we created this along with our um, previous co-founder and, and one of our good friends, Steve. And we talked a lot about, okay, we want to hold space. Right. We actually have a mastermind called Metamorphosis. It's funny, our last party at my goddess temple is called Metamorphosis. Yeah. But because we have a mastermind called Metamorphosis, it, it made sense. But this mastermind goes through the process of like stepping into your higher self. So from the polarity perspective, inner king and inner queen, mm -hmm. what that process looks like, how we relate to ourselves and others, and then integration of the two between within ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we've talked a lot about how we can create more vulnerable spaces because chrysalis is a space for transformation. And the most powerful tool for transformation is vulnerability. Massive. I mean, Brene, Bra Brene Brown talks about that a lot. Yeah. I love her work. I mean, mm -hmm. the power of vulnerability. I've listened to that podcast like so many times, like probably ten. You know, it's changed my life for sure. And everybody's. It's just one episode. Power of vulnerability. Um, the power or of vulnerability. Is it, that's the podcast it's a TED talk. name. It's a oh. TED talk. 
yeah, that she gave. And Great. Yep, her books are also epic. Yeah, I know she's super popular. Books. Yeah, but that podcast on TED, it's a TED Talk, and nice. it's really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, Chrysalis. Chrysalis. Chrysalisspace.com. How, how do we get involved? www.chrysalisspace.com. We also have an Instagram called Chrysalisspace. Yeah, and we are on a little hiatus. We're actually going to restart. We're going to do an immersion. So we were doing three-day festivals through quarantine. I had another company called Oneness Festival that I started at the beginning of quarantine. That was very cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, and that changed. You know, we, we got to switch around. And, and then Chelsea Zern and I met up in the fall, in October. And we created um, Emergence. And that came out in our first one was in January. Our last one was actually in May. Um, or actually, end of April, May. And then we'll have an immersion. So we're not doing three days. It's a lot of time for people to be online. Yeah. So we're going to do one day full immersion, you know, mind, body, spirit, like breath work, yoga, movement, um, sound, you know, dance. Everything you want. Everything you want. Like this, but online and some of the most amazing Living from that pleasure. Yeah, living from the pleasure, exactly. And also integrating the knowledge and the wisdom, you know, really being that. Yeah. Letting it be a conduit for the lesson. Mm, Yeah. You have to you have to integrate it into your body. You know that's that's the full process of embodiment. Like you know it, and then you and then you know yeah. it, and then you know. Turning it. knowledge into wisdom. Yeah, exactly. The alchemization of the human form. Alchemy. Turning it into wisdom. Talking about alchemy, yes. <laughs> I am getting way off track. Okay, no. Okay, so you're doing fantastic. It's great. So Chelsea, so Chelsea, Yeah. So Chelsea and I talked a lot about okay, how do we create vulnerable space? Because we have amazing people that are vulnerable but you know it's hard it's like these strangers online by the end of our festivals like people are talking about the most vulnerable stuff Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how like crazy it has gotten like so in the chat they're just sharing their darkest secrets with each other and and they're all like we love you everybody's great like it's like a literal family it's amazing every time full family but in the mastermind you know we're we're dropping in for a longer period of time we're having you know instead of a, a three day immersion where it's like all day for three days it's you know like one two hours per week four hours per week and for over four weeks and then we're you know doing that um but we have to set the example we have to set the example and this is something that in esta she just came back from esta training she also brought this knowledge back esta esta um international school of tantric arts it's one oh. of the Oh, largest that's in my future, baby. It's coming here, actually. Looking forward. Um, oh, it's coming here, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's way beyond what you but could found possibly my imagine. <laughs> yeah, you'd be I surprised actually, at what I could imagine. Okay, well, I actually have not been, but the the purpose the purpose of Can't that wait. of ISTA is to really to really move into like full sovereignty, like mm. full and utter sovereignty through the most one of the most triggering spaces we can encounter, which is sex. Mm. And, and with that process, like oh, I can't handle sig- I'm triggered by the sex I gotta get out of you. There's a significant there's a significant amount of vulnerability in that space because you have to be vulnerable. And what she brought back from that knowledge, from that experience she had, was the wisdom of in order to create vulnerable space as facilitators, you must be the most vulnerable. You must set the standard for what people are it's just like Ian sets yeah. sets space and permission slip. Yeah. Holding vulnerable space <laughs> requires deep vulnerability from us so when we witness the masks in ourselves or when we try to be something that we're not because it's easy to do that but I want you to love me right exactly but true love comes from seeing the trueness like all of the parts you know how do you know that I love you if you don't show me the parts of you that you don't love how do you know we have guests oh great excellent are you on the podcast 
Okay, nice. Hey. Awesome. Hey, we have you some awesome people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got Mary Chain. Mary Chain's gonna be performing today. Yeah, we got E. We got our boy Michael's back. Does anyone want to ask the goddess from the goddess temple a question? Yes. Yeah, oh, Michael excellent. Comes Perfect. To cool. Are you gonna sit? No, no, you're, come, no, no, you're, the, you're the host for this. You guys sit. <laughs> We're gonna all share this tiny wicker bench. Alright, sick, yo. Sick, yeah. yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Samwise. Samwise. <laughs> hey, what's yeah, up, so yo? Cuddle Puddle here. Welcome to San Marcos. <laughs> yeah, this is very natural. Mm. Mm. Michael's taught me how to drop in as well. Oh, that's good. Thank <laughs> you. How to get in there. Ground myself. Get how to live from my heart. Mm. How to trust myself. How to reclaim my trust in myself. There's nothing to reclaim. You never lost it. You just pretended you did. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you just pretended you did. Thanks, buddy. You actually have nothing to do. There's nothing to heal. There's, you just pretended there was for the fun. Thanks, buddy. I got a question for you. Yeah. yeah. Ask your question. So, when I stop feeling mm. how do I return home to feeling mm. when you stop feeling how do you return home to feeling mm. that's a really good question interesting I have done a lot of work around feeling this last uh, year because I've come to San Marcos um, it depends on what gets in the way of your feelings because you're always feeling there's always something happening here it's just really your lack of awareness of what you're feeling, what's happening. Sometimes maybe you're feeling like just peaceful or content, or you're feeling neutral, you know? But you're always feeling. So the question isn't how do you start feeling again? It's how do you bring your awareness back to that feeling? And I think that that actually just is allowance. It's not force. There's no force behind, oh, I need to feel. It's like, no, I need to listen. I need to tune in. What am I feeling? What am I feeling right now? And maybe those feelings aren't the feelings you want to be feeling, and that's why you don't want to feel them, or you don't want to notice them. Because sometimes it's hard. It's hard not to feel the way we, the way we want to feel. It's challenging. It's, it's hard. But it's only by recognizing them and allowing those feelings to live and move and exist that they can change that we can actually move them through our bodies. I've had so many experiences here at the lake of having feelings, noticing them, and not wanting them, but allowing them to move through me. Like, going through breakups on the lake is really hard because you're encountering those people everywhere. Yeah, the streets so the small, time. you see the same you people. You see the same people, your same friends. Yeah. So I've had literally experiences where I just needed to cry. And I was in public, and I was allowed to do that. I allowed myself to just move the emotions, and. Previously before that, I would hold on to it, I would put a mask on. I'd be like, I'm fine, everything's fine, we're good, I'll deal with this later, I just 